The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 43 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom. Representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. In this week's show, we'll be taking a look at the Chiefs' AFC West rivals and deciding whether or not they have the rosters to mount a genuine title challenge for the top spot in the division this year. Plus, we'll be looking at this week's stories from Arrow Headlines. But first... Tom, it's finally official. What's official? We, we are Emmy Award winners, officially, now. We, I, I mean, we, officially. Talk about, we talked about it before in a previous podcast, didn't we? We were saying we were getting these awards, and it was all because of a, a, you know something we did with the Chiefs and everything, and it didn't feel real. I'll, I'll admit, it didn't feel real at the time, but we were told that these trophies were coming, and yep. after a long wait... Because apparently these Very things are made, made to order. Um, we now have them in our possession. We are both we Emmy do. Award Contributor Award winners. Exactly. Yes, we are. I'm actually surprised. I can obviously see you because we do this over webcam. <laughs> I'm actually surprised I can see both of your hands and one of them isn't just weighed down from holding <laughs> that, the trophy. Um, it's pretty surreal, isn't it? It really is. Um, I... I, okay, granted, it's a Midwest American Emmy, it is a contributor award, but for someone like me, this is like winning MVP, like <laughs> league MVP. <laughs> like, I've won a few awards in my time, and most of them have been joke-related. Yeah. Uh, a few horrible awards I've won, a few rude awards I've won, but I've never won, like, a genuine award. So to have an Emmy, like literally sat right next to me right now, yeah. an Emmy is a bit crazy. Like my mum, bless her, she 
she's been telling everyone like literally oh. anyone with ears it doesn't matter who they are she could be stopping people and she's like oh my son's won an emmy my son's an emmy it's won an emmy and the other day she was like oh i think i'm gonna ring the local newspaper oh god <laughs> it's like, no you're not no you're not no you're not <laughs> but it is it is pretty surreal in fact i sent you the screenshot earlier but i put it on my linkedin account about how winning an emmy as you do. Obviously, you were going to put something like that on your LinkedIn account. Yeah, I've done the same, mate. Because <laughs> of the type of work that I'm in, we get a lot of people that look onto my LinkedIn LinkedIn account and then get my work email, then email me directly at work. Yeah. And I got an email today. And as you know, I sent you the screenshot. Uh, it said, hello, Tom. And it's basically a spam phishing email. <laughs> it said, hello, Tom. First of all, congratulations on your Emmy Award. <laughs> <laughs> See, even the spammers are really impressed. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, imagine exactly. what it's going to be good for. Even, it's going to be really good for catfishing, mate. Really is, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Imagine. <laughs> Ooh, your Emmy. It's if so ever, nice. if if ever I'm single again, I'm just going. My Tinder account is just going to be an Emmy award. That's all it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it it should open a few doors, but yeah, uh, probably not spam accounts. I mean, that's 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 next level. That like, isn't it? You know, having a spam account mm-hmm. saying, you know, "Congratulations on your Emmy." <laughs> I just appreciate that they went against the template just to put that in there. Yeah, very impressed. Very, impressed. very impressive. Yeah, they, they've upped the game. The spammers really have. No, I, I, I'm with you, mate. Very, um, very surreal moment, um, especially when we're opening it. Um, and you know, they're quite heavy. They're quite big things, aren't they? Um, quite impressed with. With uh, the, the just the Chiefs, how they've handled this as well. Um, you know, thanks mm-hmm. so much to Dane Van Wy over at the Chiefs, who um, he's the guy that did all the hard work. Let's, let's be honest. We we yeah. just we just swooped in at the yeah. last minute, and you know we were like, oh, we get mm-hmm. one of those, are we? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the uh, yeah, I mean, fair play to the Chiefs organization. They don't they don't have to do that to a, a couple of fans, but they you know they did they they did arrange it and did organize something for us and. Um, huge appreciation for the, the Chiefs organization for doing that yeah. uh, because they didn't have to. Thank you it. very much. Um, talking about the Chiefs and one Arrowhead Drive, we've got a bit of an announcement as well. Well, I say it's an announcement. We've already kind of plastered it all over social media. But Tom and I will be experiencing what it's like to come over to Kansas City on Thanksgiving. We're actually coming over. Yeah, this we will. Week. Yeah, I mean, you've been telling yeah. me about Thanksgiving all yeah, this time. We are and I'm coming like, to Kansas City. We are coming to Kansas City, and I cannot wait. I really can't wait. It's been since 2017, since the Hour Heads Abroad <laughs> last meetup over there. Um, and they've actually got another one on as well. Our Heads Abroad are going over again this year, but they're going for the Week 5 game at the Raiders. Um, but, um, yeah, we we actually decided that Thanksgiving is going to be the one for us because it's actually going to be a longer time. We're going to be nearly there a week. Is that right? Yeah, we're going for a whole week, like which is just mad. Like a whole week of barbecue, of beer, of seeing loads of people that we can like never met before, uh, never met yeah. in person before. England, USA, and the World Cup is happening whilst we're in Kansas City as well, which is going to be amazing. I cannot wait to be in the middle. <laughs> of Power and Light District with my Freelions shirt on. I just cannot wait. I will be that arrogant Englishman in the middle making all the noise. Mate, you won't just... be in the middle. You'll be on the stage. After a few yeah. jars, you'll be on the stage. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I cannot wait. And Chiefs-Rams as well. What a game that's going to be. Um, 
you know, Matt Stafford, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl winners versus us. Like the game that we should have had maybe in 2018, that should have been, or 2019, should have been the Super Bowl then. Mm. Um, I'm really, really, really excited. And the fact that we're going for that a little bit longer just makes it that little bit more special. I'm just thinking now, actually, September, October, and um, basically the whole of November, I'm probably going to have to starve myself to make some room. Yeah, I mean that's the th- that's the main thing. We tried as much barbecue as we could last time we were there. Um, we did try it mm-hmm. all, you know, quite a lot of really good places that you know um, tried to steal the crown of our favourites. Um, but we are actually going to yeah. be trying a Z-Man for once, which we've heard so much about. Apparently, uh, even Duncan from Our Heads Abroad says exactly. they are life-changing, apparently. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, I kind of haven't forgiven myself. I've been to Kansas City twice, and I've never been to Joe's. So, like, it's really hard for me to, like, make a definitive list of barbecue mm. whilst I haven't been to Joe's. So, I, this year, I feel like I'm going to take a note a notepad with me and I'm going to make notes. <laughs> I could just vlog the whole thing, maybe potentially, I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to document my, like my thoughts and feelings to it towards every single barbecue place that we go to. And I'm going to come up with a definitive top 20. Cause I aim, I am aiming for 20 restaurants. You're that way. I see it. There's, there's, there's three meals in a day, um, <laughs> probably four after you've had a beer. And then, you know, one meal, maybe you need a little bit of a, like a, a refresher. So you have a salad or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, there's there's plenty of time to eat enough barbecue. Yeah. And uh, we'll actually get a good chance as well to uh, to have a chat with some of the lads or some of our colleagues from our head pride, which we're hoping to uh, to get to see there and, and have a few chats with and a few beers with. And uh, yes, yeah. Co- colleagues, is, colleagues is the word to describe people I work with that I don't actually like. All right, yeah. Well, I did say, fr- well, did I say friends at the beginning? I can't remember now. But <laughs> <laughs> and I, I and I and I like most of the guys at Arrowhead Pride, except one, except one. And I told him that I was going to have him over this on the podcast. But boss man Pete Sweeney, oh. the guy that everyone loves, like you know, everyone loves the editor show. Oh, look at me! I've got cool hair. I wear glasses, and like you know, Tom, are you like, trying to get like, fired? <laughs> So, like you know, everyone everyone loves Pete. Pete, 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 Pete. This, Pete, that. Everyone loves Pete. He's been on work to win with the Chiefs. Like everyone loves Pete, except me, except me. Because about three or four months ago, Pete messaged me. Says, "Tom, I'm going to be a Premier League fan now. I need a team. Who should I support?" Oh, and straight away he said, "Oh, I'm thinking about Liverpool." And I went, "Don't go for Liverpool." Because if you come to England, you're going to go to London. You're not going to travel to Liverpool for a game. It's just Good not point. going to happen. Good point. So stay away from Liverpool. And he said, right, I'll think of the London teams. Oh, God. Started listing some London teams. And he said, right, okay, all right, fair enough. Start, start thinking about Arsenal, thinking about West Ham. And he said, he'll try a few uh, like fan clubs in Kansas City, see where it goes. And then he messaged me two weeks ago. Cue to sad music. He messaged me and he said, sorry, Tom. And as soon as he said, sorry, Tom, my heart sunk. It oh, really sunk. Your heart will go on, though. And then, he sh- and then he sent me a picture of a cock on a basketball. 
just for the, uh, right. the just for those not not in the know, it means like a chicken on a ball on a basketball. It's not really like yeah. what he was describing as a cock. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Pete Sweeney, my former friend and colleague. Well, now my my co- just my colleague. <laughs> he's a Tottenham Hotspur supporter. Wow, he must why, really hear you. Why did he do me dirty like that? Pete why? must really really just why? <laughs> like, like. I know, like, the Chiefs give him a lot of happiness because, obviously, the Chiefs are good. And we all know that he has ties to New York and, obviously, the Giants suck. Um, So why the hell did he choose to support Tottenham Hotspur? Does he just enjoy pain? Is that that what it is? Does he enjoy pain? Does he enjoy abuse? Because I am going to hurl abuse at this man now forever. Like, in my Arrowhead Pride rankings of staff, he's, like, bottom. Like, he's bottom now. it It used to be you. Now it's him. Like the guy, like I'm just done. I'm done with Pete Sweeney. Hang on a minute. I'm done with that. You you just said it used to be me. (laughs) (laughs) The way to get to me, I think he done it on purpose. You know, he started talking some. He started reasoning it by saying like, "Oh, I don't know, um, something to do with oh, he really likes the bar that this Tottenham Hotspur Kansas City group meeting. It's one of his favorite bars, so that's why." And it sounds like a legitimate reason, but it's still not good enough in my mind. Like, why you would want to inflict yourself to be a Spurs supporter? I just don't get it. And yeah. Basically, in a nutshell, he's dead to me. Well, that's all we've got time for on the Arrowheads <laughs> on the Great British Chief Show. <laughs> you almost said Arrowheads abroad. We I might know, be going back did, to that. Soon. I nearly did, didn't I? We might have to. Yeah, can we go back cap in hand? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to get a message tomorrow just saying, Tell me your percentage has been cut. I'm giving it all to Brad. <laughs> Give it all to me. Yeah, I like Pete. He's a really nice guy. He's my favourite. <laughs> uh, when we can spend three, four minutes on Pete's really terrible life decisions, you can, you know it's June. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, right. Well, we better start talking some Chiefs, shall we? Um, in fact, let's get into the hour headlines because uh, that's that's basically what we've been plagiarising recently as well. Because obviously, with not a lot of uh, content going on at the moment for mm-hmm. on the Chiefs side of things. But uh, there is a few things that we've picked out, and there, there has been some from the most recent Arrow headlines, which I've found, which I really want to talk to you about. And the first one really is um, Mahomes tops Josh Allen in the CBS AFC quarterback rankings. And it, I seem to see Josh Allen's name around on social media quite a lot at the minute. And he, he was actually uh, top of the pile, wasn't he, at one mm-hmm. point? Um, I don't know which which source it was for that, but um, there was a lot of talk about Josh Allen being better than Mahomes, and I want to know where this narrative's come from and why. How people can back that up at the moment? I mean, is is it, I'm not knocking Josh Allen at all. He's a great player, and you know he's a worthy adversary, and no doubt it'll it's all come up because of the golf tournament that they were playing at the moment with Brady and Aaron Rodgers and and Mahomes and and, and Allen, but. To, to, to even now suggest that Josh Allen is even in the same kind of category as Mahomes at the minute, after everything that Mahomes has accomplished so far in his career, how can anybody put Josh Allen above Patrick Mahomes? Well, this argument, this uh, particular article didn't. So, when, when I, but I get what you're saying. I, I know, I know why this article was put together, and, and I know why you would take from it. 
going back to a conversation because it is a rarity at the moment to see yeah. Mahomes ranked above Josh Allen. He, like yeah. Josh Allen somehow is 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 the hot new thing. Like mm-hmm. uh, some people, like I think I, I remember seeing some argument between Stephen A. and Dan Olosky a couple of weeks ago uh, on socials on ESPN, where Dan Olosky was saying that he's better than Patrick Mahomes and he's the guy you'd rather have. And I, I personally, I, I just don't get that. Uh, obviously, in the past, I have picked the Bills to beat the Chiefs, but I based that on overall, I think the Bills were a better team than the Chiefs or more yeah. dominant. Obviously, I was wrong. I was right in the early part of last season when they played each other. Come playoff time, I was wrong. Mahomes was more than enough on his own to just to destroy the Bills and destroy their souls, along with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, obviously. But to say that Allen is better than Mahomes, like one versus one, nah. Like, it's just like, I think people are tired of just Mahomes this, Mahomes that, Mahomes this. And so they will look at, for any reason whatsoever to, to have a shiny new thing. Yeah. And the shiny new thing is Josh Allen. And I think that probably in some roundabout way leads to us not defending Patrick Mahomes, but maybe getting like a little bit, it's almost becoming complimentary of Patrick Mahomes that there's so many people that are wanting these guys, Justin Herbert, uh, Josh Allen, to yeah. be the guys that it's it's just saying, actually, we know Mahomes is this good. We're just bored to tears of talking about how good he is. We need someone else. And that's why the conversations like this happen where the people do say Josh Allen um, is better than Mahomes. But thankfully, the CBS article, they got it right. They understand they got the assignment. It's uh, Patrick Mahomes over Josh Allen. Yeah, which is surprising because um, that's not really going to be clickbait for them on their website, is it? Because if <laughs> no. they're saying Mahomes is better than Josh Allen, everyone's like, yeah, fair enough. So their clicks will be down this month. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I, led, I led with that today. Does that mean I've done a bad job myself? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Pete's already getting rid of you, so it might make yeah. sense. <laughs> I might just put tomorrow's headlines as our headlines. Pete Sweeney has makes bad life choices. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Pete. I do love you, really. This isn't going to be a show constantly me going on at you, but you know, you did choose Tottenham over Arsenal. Well, I'd prefer Z-Man, Pete. You were, you watch you Yeah, honestly, I, I would have preferred him to pick West Ham, but you know, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. Um, while we're on the Chiefs news, I'm just going to talk about this as well. Um, recently, Orlando Brown Jr. has been quoted as saying that the um, the Chiefs want uh, don't want to enter this new season with a backup left tackle, and I kind of agree with them. I can, I really can agree with them on that, um, but. This Orlando Brown Jr. thing just seems to have, I don't know, it leaves a bit of a bad taste in my mouth personally because, you know, I've been quite a big, um, you know, uh, believer in bringing Orlando Brown Jr. and him being the actual answer at left tackle. And I've really prayed and hoped that he's, he's, he's been that player. We haven't seen it as much last season. And to have a player now demand to be the best paid left tackle in the game at the moment it doesn't really sit well with me and I just, just when I saw that and I, re- I read that quote that he mentioned the Chiefs won't want to enter the new season with a le- backup left tackle it feels like he has the Chiefs by the short and curlies and 
he knows he's in a power player position now to actually demand more than what he's actually worth at the moment. And I feel that it, like I said, we, we, we had something before where we had Travis Kelsey saying, it's not about the money. I just, I'm, I don't care. I'll pay me wherever you want and I'll mm-hmm. play basically. I'm paraphrasing there, but then to have a player like Orlando Brown coming in and saying, I demand this much. I know I'm worth this yeah. much, but not actually producing that level that he wants on the field. It just leaves me with a bit of a bad taste. I don't know about you, Matt. Um, we've already had this discussion in the DMs today, this morning. And, <laughs> you, um, and if you listen to um, the editor's show from yesterday, Pete and John, um, this is obviously after we had our discussion. I listened to them too, and they had a quite an interesting debate on it. And Pete, although I disagree with things in terms of supporting Tottenham I'm not going to let that go I agreed with a lot of things that that he said about Orlando Brown and I just and to add to his point I just don't get it like you you are a good player but you are not that like you are not a top five left tackle so why do you deserve to get paid the top top mm-hmm. left tackle money yeah it's like people say like people say oh you but you're paying to show up the position you're paying for the next five years um and, and how good he could be yeah how good he could be but he could also just not improve he could Especially just be <laughs> he could just be a guy and this this talk about oh he's in a power play position no he's not the chiefs hold the cards the chiefs hold really? the cards but yes, yeah because they can franchise tag him and if he doesn't want to sign it, he guess what? He doesn't he doesn't get paid. And if, if next year they can franchise him, tag him again. And if he doesn't sign it, guess what? He doesn't get paid. Now, so but, yes, but we the don't Chiefs have a left be, tackle. We'll be going with a backup left tackle. But rather that than overpay for a guy that hasn't warranted the contract that he's going to get. Like yeah. he's talking about getting paid more money than Trent Williams. Like, yeah. come insane. on. Like Trent Williams is one of the best left tackles we've seen in years, and he wants more money than him. But based on what, two t- two seasons at right tackle for the Ravens, and a good, average to good season mm-hmm. for the Chiefs at left tackle. Yes, you've got three All Pros, but since when do uh, free free Pro Bowls? But since when do Pro Bowls mean more than All Pros? Mm-hmm. They just don't. And why they why Pro Bowls carry any weight in contract negotiations? I I do not know. I'm just not on board with paying this guy the X, the X amount of money that he wants. If we he signs his franchise tag and he improves this year and he goes from average to good to good to great in in, in the space of this season, absolutely pay him. You've, you're seeing a curve. You're seeing a trend there where he's getting better and he's still young enough. Absolutely pay him next year. But why, the Chiefs should not be in a rush to get this deal done. Like they should, certainly should not be in a rush to get this deal done at Orlando Brown's terms. Mm. The Chiefs should be driving this contract. At the end of the day, they could pay this man more mu- all this money, but I would have much rather that excess money gone to Tyreek Hill. And this is from a guy that this is from a guy that was very okay with the Tyreek Hill trade. Yeah. But if you're going to pay top dollar to one of those two players and you want like a- an excess, I'd much rather the excess money go to Tyreek Hill than to a left tackle that might be become one of the great the greats. Only yeah. might. I'm like, yeah. I've been the thing with Orlando Brown is that he talks such a good game. Like in general, when he he always says the right things about playing the position. Okay, sometimes he says stupid things and when he goes on NFL network and starts talking about the backup left tackle thing, I want to be the highest paid. That's that's silly on his part. But when he talks about actually playing the game, 
-hmm. he says the right things. And obviously he comes from a heritage and he comes from a family that was renowned for playing that position very, very well. And he talks about how he wants to be all the, all the time great. But you can talk like that, but you have to back it up at some point. And until we see the production on the field that matches what he wants to be, then why the hell should we pay him top left tackle money? Yeah. And I, I just don't get it. And it, the, the, my final point on it is more so a broad view on, on Chiefs Kingdom. Like when he first said about, oh, I want to be the highest paid left tackle, everyone was like, <laughs> yeah, good one. Yeah, good yeah. one. <laughs> I, I, I want to go home to Shakira. Like that's basically <laughs> like, you know, that that's what people were like. And then all of a sudden in a space of like a week or two, something's happened where everyone's come around to this opinion. Oh, yeah, we, we have to pay Orlando Brown, we must do it. This is this is the done thing. The next guy up gets the new new contract. What? So does that go with anyone? Oh, I'm going to be the best in my job in five years, Mister Bossman. Can you pay me this amount of money? Yeah. No, because you haven't showed me yet. And that's exactly how it is with with football. You don't pay the the guys before they're great. It just doesn't work like that. You need to see something before. Before they, um, you need to see something before you decide to pay them. Yeah, and he hasn't shown enough. Yeah, it's like us saying uh, we want Joe Rogan money. We haven't got there yet, but we, we want Joe Rogan money. That's what we want yeah, yeah. <laughs> for podcasts. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. But like I said, we we're in this position now where we thought that 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 side that position was actually tied up and we were sorted there, and we knew he was going to get. We, we knew he was coming up for a contract year kind of thing anyway, but. He's come along now and basically blown that all out of the water by saying, "Right, well, I know that you haven't drafted anybody now because he's 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 not going to sit out. He's not going to sit out. No chance. I bet he. I bet he would if he's not. No, no, no chance. There is no chance. What's the tag? Is it's like sixteen million dollars, isn't it, for a left tackle this year? Yeah, yeah. 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 He is not. He is not going to sit out the year. No chance. He is playing. It just sitting out is is. Like, no one will do it ever again after what happened with Le'Veon Bell. Like, no, no one will God, do that. Yeah. Like, think about the amount of money that that man cost himself. Play, players won't do it. It's too much risk because you're, 60 million, you're talking about $16 million here. You're not going to pass that up. It's $16 million. And even say what he was, 25, 26. Yeah. So if he, if he signs a franchise tag, he has a great season, then he's probably got the Chiefs over a barrel a little bit more next year. And he probably will get paid that little bit more money than we would signing him up this year. Mm -hmm. But from the Chiefs point of view, you were like, well, actually, at least he's produced. At least he's shown us that he's starting to reach for his potential. So go ahead, pay him. I'll be absolutely fine with that. But right now, paying what? A top 12 left tackle, more money than Trent Williams? Absolutely not. No chance. So this one made me laugh. Uh <laughs> Because you just know that it's all come from Chiefs Kingdom. And I don't condone bullying or online abuse in any way, shape or form. But Tua had enough of Twitter warriors. That, 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 that made me laugh a little bit because... And we've probably been guilty of it ourselves uh, about talking about it, posting about it. But the whole Tariq Hill gone from... Patrick Mahomes, the Tua thing hasn't slowed down at all. Every no. single throw that Tua makes is being overanalyzed and everyone's Twitter talking about how he's gone from A to B. And th th that did make me laugh. His exact quote, uh, if I just get it here, it was Twitter warriors, keyboard warriors, whatever you want to call them. They're not out here practicing with us, working hard. 
I don't know if you guys recorded that last one to Tyreek, but that looked money. So was that the underthrow? <laughs> so um sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so um Chiefs Kingdom, layoff tour, layoff tour, okay. Do you know he, what? He doesn't need it. He doesn't. Uh, you do realize every underthrow that he makes in yeah. in regular season, there's this there, behind every underthrow. There's a Chiefs fan waiting to set, waiting to send a tweet, set the record button away, and then do a compilation or something of uh, of Tua's underthrows. Yeah, I mean <laughs> the thing is, I mean he's now in the spotlight a lot because I mean you you've got a player like Tyreek Hill who has been, let's say, he's been well loved in Chiefs Kingdom. For a lot of years, he's been well-loved in Chiefs Kingdom, and he is a top wide receiver. And he's going to get that scrutiny now because of, A, how it all played out with the, the trade anyway, um, and the fact that Terry obviously wanted more money and the Chiefs didn't want to give him all that money. And and so all of that spotlight now is on Tua to really deliver those balls like Patrick Mahomes used to do with Terry Hilbert prior to that. And so... He's going to have to handle it. I think that's the key thing here. He's going to have to handle it because he he is going to get that scrutiny and that almost that com- kind of comparison of yep. you know how is Tyreek's numbers going to fare this year? Yeah, you know, if they're any lower than what Patrick Mahomes has given Tyreek before, yeah, then then Twitter warriors warriors are going to be all over to it again, aren't they? They certainly are. I'm interested to see what Twitter warriors and what everyone says. After Tyreek Hill's podcast comes out tomorrow, oh, that drops tomorrow. Gosh, Are you yes, gonna listen yes. to it? Yeah. Well, I saw. I heard the bit where he was talking about where they left it on the of the on the cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, and I think that was. I mean, yeah, he might not have said that thing. He might not have actually, you know, mm. um, mentioned it at all, even in the podcast when it comes out. I mean, we don't know what he actually says on, with that answer, do we? No. But the way that they left it is like an insinuation of what. Yeah. Yeah. What might be the answer that comes out of it was that that was wrong that was wrong do you think um do you think he sees the edit before it goes out probably i think i think he's probably well he'll have a team of people around him anyway he'll say this will be good we'll use this snippet here and we'll send it out like this and this is how you'll get the hits you'll have some marketing guru and everything like that social media guru Mm. and everything won't he and they'll be the ones that are telling him this is what we should do he seems quite happy with the fact that the attention has been built up over that, but yeah. obviously with with Chiefs fans and no doubt the Chiefs organization as well because they do like to run a, a tight ship. You know they don't like all these players having all these podcasts and you know radio shows and things like that. Um, so having Tyreek coming out and doing that all of a sudden now he's in Miami, it just feels as though we. It almost feels like a bit of a backstabbing. You know, we, he's had so yeah. many great years at the Chiefs and he's had so many great memories at the Chiefs. He's won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. He's been to another Super Bowl. He's won so many, you know, AFC championships and, and, and AFC West titles. And you, you don't want to destroy that legacy. I, I, I'm i going to hold judgment on it. Like, at first I was a bit like, come again, suppressing stats. That's that's not that's not happened. And obviously Andy Reid obviously got asked about it, but I've decided I'm going to reserve judgment for now. Um, Do I think that he probably, if he did see that edit, should have said, actually, hold on a minute, let's be respectful. Yeah, maybe he should have, but is respectful going to get him hits? No, because we all all know that every single person 
um, or, or every single Chiefs fan is going to be tuning in to listen to at least episode one of the Tyreek Hill podcast. Yeah. Or if they're not listening to it, they're going to read an article about it. So he's getting the traction that he clearly wanted. I, I expect him to be very complimentary of everyone in Kansas City. I, I, I do. I, I even even very I even of like Brett Beach and everyone. I, I expect him to be complimentary and, and I hope I hope there aren't uh, any sour grapes and the bridges haven't been burnt with Tyreek Hill. I hope it hasn't been a, a, a nasty end to the relationship that he had with the team. But you you, you just don't know. When you when you're happy to send out something like that that clearly pokes the fire, then maybe you are maybe you are happy to say some something else that probably won't come across uh, too well. So we'll just have to wait and see. But for now, benefit of the doubt with Tyreek for me. I just want to say this one thing. That snippet of of that clip that he's obviously talking in the podcast, I don't know if it's just me, but the part where he starts, starts talking about uh, Patrick Mahomes be, being this phenom and this you know 85-yard uh, passer and things like that, it sounded though, it was coming across as though he felt a little bit of um, animosity towards that. I don't know if you felt that as well, whether I'm trying to build it up with something that isn't there, but it felt as though there was, he, he didn't get the respect or he felt he didn't feel as though he was getting the respect for, for the, you know, the Patrick Mahomes numbers, that it was all about mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes and all about, you know, all about <laughs> the Mahomes mania and stuff like that. And I think, if you listen back to it, seriously, if you listen to it, he changes his tone of his voice as though it's almost like sarcastic when he's talking about the phenom and, and 85 yards and et cetera, et cetera. It could just be me, but... Uh, me, I, 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 don't, so I don't know. I, I, I find that um, hard to swallow, to be honest, and I, I'm not buying it because, like, for years, what we've heard about, oh, Mahomes is only good because he had Tariq Hill and Travis Kelsey. So yeah. that, that in itself is giving respect to, to Tariq Hill. Um, and I, maybe I know he's believing that. that, but maybe he's believing it now. Maybe yeah. the people he's talking to him in in Miami are believing that he was the one that was who made Mahomes. You know, you, you can get that sometimes. You can get that kind of you know. You've just signed a thirty million dollar contract, and you know you feel as though you're on top of the world. You feel as though you're the greatest player in the NFL, and yeah, that could probably slip in now and again. But I could be yes, wrong. Sir. I might be doing. I'm, waiting, I'm looking forward to the season to start. To be honest, so we can stop talking about Tyreek. Right? <laughs> um, no, we will though. That's the thing we watch. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I'm, I, I'm guilty because I bought it up myself. But <laughs> like, I, I, I'm really hope that like MBS like has a really good season because like he's the guy. Him and McCall were like the guys there. Everyone looking at saying they could potentially be like the replacements. Obviously, Juju is a very different type of receiver to Tyreek Hill, but. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hoping that those two hit the ground running, and not not so we're like Tyreek who, but like at least we can like know what the life after Tyreek Hill mm. with this phenom that is Patrick Mahomes is still going to be very fruitful for the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs dynasty hasn't like the opportunity for a dynasty hasn't ended because Tyreek Hill left. Like there's still yeah. an opportunity to carry it on because you've got Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Travis Kelsey, who are the pillars of that dynasty um, still in it's still in town. So yeah, I, I'm, I am looking forward to like being like in a position where I don't, I go back to not caring about the Miami Dolphins <laughs> because like they're a team that do absolutely nothing for me anyway. Yeah. And I don't want to find myself watching like the ex-girlfriend in down in Miami. I I, I don't want to do that. I just yeah. want like, Tariq, you go be happy, live your life. I'm going to stick to mine here in Kansas City. 
Let's just leave it at that. I then. think we should take a break on that. <laughs> I think we should take a break on yeah. that. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we'll be talking about our AFC West rivals and are they actually viable challenges this year? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with your boys from the kingdom, Brad and Tom. Now, there was another Arrow headline that I just had to take notice of, which uh, kind of bleeds into this conversation we're going to have about the AFC rivals. But it was something that I looked at and I thought, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I'll read the the title for you. Uh, Five NFL teams that significantly helped their quarterback this offseason. And at number three, Tom already knows this because he did this, was Derek Carr and the Raiders, number three. Now, it kind of got my kind of brain in gear a little bit about this because I then started looking around at the rest of the AFC West and thinking, there's an argument to be said really about the other two teams in the AFC West as well, the Chargers and the Broncos, about could they really be helping out their teams now? I mean, yes, you know, not just the quarterback itself, but have they really set themselves in a really good position now to be challenging the Chiefs for the AFC West title? Because there's probably no time better than now to actually challenge the Chiefs. Would you say that's fair? I think that is a more than fair statement. This is the year. The Chiefs are in a transitional year, both offensively and most certainly defensively. We all know about the young guys that the Chiefs are brought in on, 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 D, on D. And offensively, we know that this is basically an entire new crop of receivers. Yeah. And so we don't know what to expect offensively. Obviously, the important parts are still there on, on the offensive offensive line. Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. So the step down, if there is one, shouldn't be too great. But defensively, we don't know what the Chiefs are going to be. And the Chiefs, we know about how hard the Chiefs schedule is. So absolutely this is the year for an AFC West team to put an end to the run of what, six divisional titles in a row, isn't it? Maybe. Yeah. yeah maybe this will be the first, yeah. maybe this, maybe this will be the year that the Chargers win a title for the first time since, I don't know, <laughs> since I think, I think Philip Rivers only had one kid the last time that they, they won, they won the uh, AFC West, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Chargers have always been touted, haven't they? But, um, but yeah, I mean, all three of those teams have really kind of done the, I would say they've done the right things to warrant that, that talk now. But and previously it was always like, you know, the Chargers are going to be, you know, they're going to be the ones at the top of the Chiefs. And we never saw it. It never materialized over those years. Even though they we, we thought their roster was stronger than depth wise than what the Chiefs yeah. were. 
Um, and it never really seemed to materialize. But it does seem as though all the teams have seen that, seen that schedule that the Chiefs have got, noticed yeah. that they've been losing a star player out of Tyreek Hill and and you know having to draft what was it 10 players they got in the in the draft in the end mm-hmm. um and like you said a transitional year for the Chiefs and it just meant that I thought hmm, maybe we need to start looking over our shoulders a little bit more because um yes the Raiders have still got Derek Carr and there's no doubt in my mind that Devontae Adams is going to help him a heck of a lot this year yeah great um, and you know, there is going to be an improvement there on that side from the Raiders for sure. Absolutely for sure. But not only that, you know, they've, they've, they've got a, an excellent pass rush as well, which yeah. um, we, we Chandler see. Jones and Max Crosby. Exactly. You yeah. Know, like, is there, is, like, there a, is there a better edge pairing in the NFL the, well, going into this year? This is what I'm looking at because I'm now looking yeah. at, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at like the, the Chargers and they've got, uh, they've got Borsa and Khalil Mack. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like yeah. it's like we've got decent quarterbacks now. I mean, Justin Herbert is 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 a phenomenal player. No, no two ways about it. He's a phenomenal player. Yeah. Russell Wilson is another phenomenal player who's also in the AFC West. I mean, there's mm. there's just so many good things going on in this in this division at the moment. It is definitely yeah. the one to watch for sure. And it is it it could be that that like we were saying before that a transition year that the Chiefs. They'll probably still be good, but like we were saying, the strength of the schedule, the fact that all the other teams have seemed to mm-hmm. be doing the right things now, it's going to be mouthwatering season. Oh, I think the, for, for the AFC West is just a, it is a beautiful division for a neutral, isn't it? Oh, like definitely. if you didn't have any ties to any football teams whatsoever, and you got like you can watch one division worth of football this year. Like you would watch the AFC West games. Like you go back to last year and like the Chiefs and the Chargers, they had an excellent game on Thursday night. Mm. And then that 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 season finale, the regular season finale between the Raiders and the Chargers was one of the most bonkers, greatest games of football I've ever watched in my entire life. It was yeah. just it was just bedlam. But I think they're, they're like, obviously we have question marks. We're talking about our question marks defensively, wide receiver. We all know what the Chiefs potential problems are going in. But I, I, when I look at the other three, the three AFC West teams, I think talent wise, like in terms of depth of roster, they are up there with the Chiefs. They really are, especially mm. the Chargers and the Broncos. Like they, Their rosters are so deep and the, the additions that they've made um, over the last couple of years has, has enabled them to build these really, really solid, good rosters that should be more than enough for them to challenge for, for titles. But where I think the Chiefs hold the advantage over the AFC West it is at the two most important spaces, and that's a coaching and quarterback. Mm. Obviously, we, we we know Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the AFC. We talked about it earlier in the show. But when we talk about coaching more specifically, there's a lot of unknowns when it comes to, to coaching. Yes, we can all talk about Brandon Staley's defense, which hasn't materialized in <laughs> charges yet. We problem. can talk about Brandon Staley's like analytical mind and how he's very aggressive and, and that he's clearly going to, carry on being that guy that's that's who he is he's going to be a question but he comes with question marks how good is Brandon Staley really Josh McDaniels has been an absolute disaster as a head coach Mm. a disaster he was a disaster with the Broncos he was the Colts coach for a day before saying actually this ain't for me I'm going back to the I'm going back to the Patriots and then you've got Nathaniel Hackett who's who was clearly 
hired to be the Broncos uh, head coach so they could potentially get Aaron Rodgers, but that never materialized. Yeah. Like he was obviously was the, was the Packers OC. And so you've got the, all these coaches that are young, inexperienced coaches. And that's where the Chiefs hold the advantage is, is, is Andy Reid. Andy Reid is the key it is the key in all of this and how how do you manage expectations how do you manage an nfl season like because there's going to be ups and downs peaks and troughs of this nfl season and especially in the afc west mm. there's going to be so much competition is that how do you get your guys ready for competition at an elite level because that's what it's going to be it's going to be elite level competition in the afc and my, my money will always be on andy reed to get his guys ready over over the, the other three. And so, yes, the other the other teams might have better rosters from two through 53, but we have the quarterback and we have the coach and I will always back them too. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would agree with you. Andy Reid is definitely the, the, the main one in, in any equation really that is better than anybody else that we've got, that we've got in the AFC West at the moment, coaching-wise, head coach-wise. Yeah. Um, I think the key thing with the with the Chiefs this year is um, they're an they're an unknown now. They weren't weren't an unknown before in the last few years. Clearly, because okay. we knew we knew exactly what the defense was going to be like. It was either going to be average or worse. It, that, mm-hmm. that was basically what we were going to have, and we were going to have an explosive offense, and that was what we were going to rely on. But this year is very much we've spread out a lot more. Um, yeah, you know we've spread the roster around a little bit more. Obviously, because we have those extra draft picks where we got from Tyreek Hill. And yeah. I feel now that Andy Reid's going to do so much more with that offense. He's got so many toys to play with now. We talk about Mahomes playing with toys. Andy Reid's now got toys that he can play with now with yeah. not only just in wide receivers, but also in, in the running back stable. Um, mm. We've still got the unicorn, as you called him, of uh, Travis Kelsey as well. But the fact that we've also got some real good talent on defensive side now, the thing that the other AFC West teams have been, would have been doing, especially last year, they'll have been looking at the Chiefs as they were, and then they'll have also been trying to, you know, how do we beat the Chiefs? How do we, you know, what yeah. is their main strengths? You know, do we go heavy on defense? Do we go toe-to-toe with them with a, a high-octane offense? Um, and so they'll have had those plans in line ready, and then they've seen an opportunity to pounce, but then like we said, the Chiefs have changed that. They've gone through into this transition. Yeah, period. but I, I, the Chiefs haven't. The Chiefs haven't changed the way that they are through design. That was more um, through circumstance. Like yeah. the Chiefs yeah. didn't come into this offseason planning to lose Tyreek Hill. They, no, no. I'm uh, the only one I think we can say safely that they were happy to not bring back from the Chiefs last year was was Tyron Matthew. If, if you believe what he says about no deal being offered, I, I, I think I, it's more so that I the. the the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Raiders, maybe they felt that they they were lacking like a couple of superstars, where the Chiefs have superstars, and maybe they felt like they needed to add a couple. So I'm going to put this question to you. Obviously, the, the Chiefs probably took the biggest deficit this 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 offseason. I think that's fair to say. Out of the four teams, um, they took the biggest drop off because I think the other three teams made the biggest step a bigger step up, which yeah. is fair. Yeah. They all improve. So uh, out of everyone, like, is it the Chargers with Khalil Mack and JC Jackson as a pair? Is it Broncos with Russell Wilson? Is it Raiders with 
Josh McDaniels and Devontae Adams, which one of those teams has will will end up making the biggest jump out of those three? Well, and which we, player has defined it? We've said for a long time that we felt that the Broncos were a quarterback away, didn't we? We felt that they were a quarterback. I wouldn't away. say a call a quarterback away implies that they were a, a, just what that one player away from being a Super Bowl winner. Like I don't think they I were ever that, a super no. I wouldn't say they were a Super Bowl. No, but I mean, they were the. I think a quarterback is the difference with with them getting into the playoffs or not. Yeah, and I think Drew Lock was clearly not that that player that they all. No, absolutely not. And so you're getting somebody who's a, a veteran in, in Russell Wilson, who is a phenomenal player. I mean, we've said that many a times before. He mm. how he manages to drop the the ball in a basket like he does is mm. he's, he's such a great player. So um, I think. It's difficult to say because all three teams seem as though they've really kind of leveled up and they've really kind of leveled up, like you said, superstar status. But also they've filled in the gaps that they've needed to actually elevate themselves a bit more. Yeah. Um, I'd say the Chargers are probably better suited. And I hate saying that because we always say, oh, it's the Chargers, it's the Chargers this year. But I feel like the Chargers, especially with that pass rush they've got now, are mm. going to devastate a lot of all lines. They're going to really devastate a lot of all lines. And you've got that other factor of Justin Herbert being an absolute machine. He's a great player. You're not even going to... So you're talking about pass rush, you're talking about uh, Justin Herbert, and we're not even going to mention the fact that they've got Chris Harris, Darwin James, and JC yeah, exactly. Jackson in the secondary. We're not going to talk about that. JC Jackson like, was a but, phenomenal signing. Yeah, you know, I, it, I've been. I've. I love the charges. Uh, I don't love the charges. Don't edit. Don't make <laughs> that into a bit. Right. Lovely. Don't make that into a bit. I love what the charges done this yeah. offseason. I, I. I think for what they need um, to to get themselves over the, around. I think yeah, Justin Herbert is is yeah. is a feeder. Right. If, if if Patrick Mahomes is is Neo, Justin <laughs> Herbert is Trinity. Like that's like let's let's be honest. Like, mate, I was going to say Morpheus, but I've not really seen any of the last few Matrix films to to make that judgment. Does Morpheus come good again? I, I don't know. Does, 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 does the, the last Matrix film I saw, he died in. Um, so. Spoilers. <laughs> Did he die? I can't remember if he died. Can no, he didn't. He was saved. He was saved from that tower, didn't he? Yeah. Um, anyways. <laughs> Digress. Uh, I was not expecting to take this conversation down the route of Matrix One, <laughs> <laughs> but no. I, do you know what? I really, really enjoy what the Raiders have done. I, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I do. Like, uh, if it wasn't for the hiring Josh McDaniels, I'd be so much higher than the Raiders than than that. But I just Devonte Adams, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro. Is yeah. one hell of a pass catching trio, and for all the crap that we give Derek Carr, and we do give Derek Carr a lot of crap. He's crap. He's not that bad. He's crap. <laughs> really, he's not, what are you talking he, about? He is. He is a top twelve NFL quarterback. It's a top twelve fumbler in the back of the end zone. That's what he is. Yeah, yeah. He's a top one of that. But and <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I think the Raiders they could protect Derek Carr, and that's a big if. They could be like good luck. They were the team that finished second in the division last year. Remember, it wasn't no, the, the Chargers, it wasn't the Broncos. The division they was crap. Second. <laughs> they 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 made the playoffs, not the Chargers. They did. Think about how much crap the Raiders went through last year. Yeah, they did. So yeah. much. They had so much turmoil, and yet they still managed to make the, the playoffs with an interim coach. And I think if that was us. 
and we were in if the Chiefs were in the Raiders position, we would be very high about our team going into the new season, especially had they just signed Devontae Adams. So if we put ourselves in Raiders shoes for a minute, I think we should be high on the Raiders going in. Whether whether they they whether they're gonna be a Super Bowl team or an AFC Championship game team or even a divisional camp, I don't know. I don't maybe not. Maybe that's a bridge too far. But are they going to be highly competitive in a highly competitive division? Absolutely. They are not going to be the team that everyone bullies in the AFC West. That that's much more likely for me to be the Broncos than it is the Raiders. I think that's clear in this that there's not really going to be a team that's going to be bullied in the AFC West this year. It's going to be that no. tight. That's what I feel. That's what I feel. It's going to be really tight this year because, like we said, everybody's leveled up. And but I do think Terry Carr is definitely not the player that the, the or the quarterback that the Raiders need. I think over time we've seen that. I but I, I, I think don't, he can. Don't, de- don't defend Derek Carr. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> like, don't you dare. I hate the guy liner and everything like that. But I, no, I, 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 I think you can maybe not win a Super Bowl, but I think you can be frisky in the AFC with Derek Carr as your quarterback. I do. No. I, I just don't, I seriously don't see it. It, it. I mean, it could prove me wrong in this, uh, that the fact that he probably didn't have the weapons and like yada, yada, yada. But his biggest problem is that he's crap against the Chiefs. That's his biggest problem. Yeah. Like he cannot, okay, he's beaten us once in the last few years. And obviously, his first ever game or first ever win was back in 2014 against the Chiefs. But in general, he is very, very bad against the Chiefs. And yeah. that has been his issue because against everyone else, he seems to be okay. And he seems to command a lot of respect from everyone across the league because how he performs against other teams, but specifically against the Chiefs and specifically in our head, there's something about the Chiefs that scared Derek Carr into being a terrible football player. And if he can get over that, then why not? Like right now, if you had to line up our three best um, coverage players against Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, I've, I put my money on the Raiders receivers to win that. And so, you know, I'm not seeing it saying, oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I think they're going to be frisky. So you think you think the Raiders are going to finish higher? Oh, we're, not, we're not making predictions. Right, we no, are no, not no, no. making predictions. We said it is June the 9th, Brad. We are not <laughs> making any predictions on June the 9th. No, That's no, not I'm... happening. No, what I was saying is you you think the Raiders are in a stronger position to challenge for the title this year than what the what the Chargers or the Broncos can muster at the minute. Is that what you're saying? Certainly the Broncos, maybe yeah. not the Chargers. I, I the Chargers, the Chargers have Justin Herbert and yeah. they have all these excellent pieces on the on, on the, signed on again. The, 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 my my problem, I suppose, like the Raiders with the Chargers is Brandon Staley. And whether he can rein himself in a little bit and stop believing his own hype and stop watch every time the Chargers cut up a video of his own press conference, he's like instead of instead of just watching him over like twelve times and patting himself on the back as he's watching him, maybe he can concentrate on making like good decisions on on, on the field. Yeah. Like if he can rein that in a little bit and not cost his team so many wins, then yeah, the Chargers absolutely can win. 11, 12, 13 games, yeah, comfortably. The, the one thing I will say that concerns me a bit is on the Chiefs side of things is we we look like we have the worst pass rush out of all. Out of look all, like. Yeah, out of all of the AFC West. Randy now, Gregory, Bradley Chubb, 
Khalil Mack, yeah. Joey Bosa, Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, yeah. skinny Frank Clark. <laughs> skinny Frank Clark and a rookie, which no, a rookie. I think he's going to be good. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I think he's going to be good. But throwing him in there um, and, and expecting big things from him straight off in his first season. I mean, uh, hopefully, sure. hopefully he can do that, but it's a lot of, it's a lot to ask. Yeah. And like you said, if we've got skinny Frank Clark, what's happened to Frank Clark, by the way? I don't know. I don't want to make, I don't want to make any jokes about like, about, about the guy anyway, because like he's obviously had issues with st- stomach stuff uh, before, but he, he does look lean. Should we say very lean uh, compared to what we used wide to see? Receiver lean—that's how he looks. So, yeah, like like. Don't get me wrong. I, I would much rather have his figure than my figure. There's there's, there's no <laughs> doubt. There's no doubt about that. But I some I, I saw those pictures of him and I was thinking that, that that he doesn't look like a defensive end at the moment. And he's still got time. Well, he's still got a few months to build his body back up and put on some weight. And then he's. He's a professional, and there's there'll be people in the Chiefs that can help him put on back, put on weight. I just hope it's not a sign of something more serious going on with it, with his health. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah, that's a big worry it, 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 if that is what's going on. But um, yeah, I mean, it it really doesn't instill us with confidence that we're going to get to the quarterback much this year. Um, no, so it's the, Chris Jones or bust, really, isn't it? It pretty much is, and 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 really relying on the coverage. Really, mm-hmm. I suppose that's the that's the key thing, isn't it? Really, but. Um, but it 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 is pretty much a duel of fates between all four of those, isn't it? Mm-hmm. All four of those teams. It's it it's such a a loaded division, more loaded than than what I can see from any other division at the minute. hundred percent. I think I think the, the all eyes are really going to be on the AFC West this year. But yeah, um, yeah. Not- I, I, I tell you what, I said I wasn't going to make a project, uh, prediction. Um, you got I will ma- I will make one. I think for the second year in a row, the the regular season will end on an all AFC West tie on yeah. Sunday night football. I agree with you. I think it will go down to the wire, go down the last game. And like we said, we haven't even discussed the other AFC West teams' strength, strength of schedule. But it, I think, a couple of them look really, really difficult as well. Just almost as difficult as what the Chiefs are. Um, it's just not put away. Like I'm seeing it looking at the Chargers' schedule, and they open the season against the Raiders. At Kansas City, and then they've got the Jags, Texans, Browns, Broncos, Seahawks, Falcons. Like, like, come on, you have you one, two, three, four, five. You'd probably think at worst six and two, mm. six and like if they That's win one of those AFC West games, like yeah. they'd be favoured. But with the Chargers, you just never know. They they you they can always charge. They can always lose one of those. I don't know, they're one of those games that come down to a kicker or a special teams play. That, that's, that's just the type of team they are. And compared to like the, and you look at the Raiders' schedule, they open with the Chargers, they play the Cardinals, the Titans, Broncos, Chiefs, Texans, Saints, Jaguars. So they've got a slightly harder start to the season. But in comparison to the Chiefs' start of the season, who've got this absolute gauntlet to begin with, um, the, there is an opportunity for the AFC West to build a bit of a lead on the Chiefs going into into mid part of the season uh, right that's all we've got time for this week your boys from the kingdom will return again in two weeks time where we'll hopefully have a lot more to talk about during the off season uh, if you're thirsty for more Chiefs content stick around on the Arrowhead Pride podcast network it's loaded with daily content and all the podcasts that you need to keep you entertained during your working week 
But all that's left to say here is, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. Tottenham suck.